Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I'm Kevin. Oh, sorry, I was taking a step. You and I'm Daniel. <laughs> 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 All right, and this is the episode for June the 30th in the year of our Lord, 2018. I said it just like the... Uh, the message in Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter's seminal classic. Do you remember that no, one? No, I don't remember that one. If you haven't seen <laughs> Prince of Darkness, sir, I gotta say, your weekend's booked. They're actually <laughs> there are a fair amount of John Carpenter movies I haven't seen, and I'm kind of letting my really which my ones? credibility down. I mean, I hadn't seen the thing until like a few years back. I'm glad you got to it. Yeah, though. I got to it, but not the prequel thing, right? No, no, no. You didn't see that one? No, the original. All right. No, I'm saying, have you seen that no. one though? With the only redeeming factor, because it is irredeemable in every regard is mary elizabeth winstead <sighs> she redeems every movie she's in really does just yeah. brings it up a notch i gotta tell you even final destination three shit movie great performance from from the elizabeth winstead <laughs> i rewatched uh 10 cloverfield lane the other day oh there we fucking go. captivated Another... the entire time oh my god dude you what? just reminded me what's up I'm fucking angry. I'm fucking livid right now. You're like actually. the angry video game nerd? What's going on, bro? So <laughs> we took the time, I think two episodes back, to yeah. perfectly cast the Sonic the Hedgehog movie oh, <laughs> on behalf of Sega, and I think, what, Legendary is doing it? And I, I come to here yesterday, no less. Like, I'm streaming. I think I'm doing some Bloodborne. I'm engaging with people in the UK. They're big on me for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah. Is it just my bland white man face? <laughs> it speaks to them. They really respond They love to the it. milkiness of your gotcha. skin. I look at my TL dog, okay. my timeline, and I see that apparently James Carey was signed on to play Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, that's what I had heard too. Are you fucking kidding me? Our pick was so good. Who was it, Daniel? John Goodman. John fucking good is in his name we could change his name to john best man because he was the best choice for that role thank you and uh thank we're gonna be you. referring to jim carrey as james carrey this episode because we are so astoundingly mad right because like well, that's how you like scold a person yeah <laughs> call full, name. full name <laughs> jamothy carrey when i yell at you i'm like d'angelo <laughs> but it's just like we had the perfect uh. casting all of it for it i mean we were just one step of slipping it on sega's desk we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> I was one email away, bro. Sorry, dude. Really dropped the ball on that one. It, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know that John Goodman's the perfect person to play yeah. the, the Eggman. Well, let's let's look back on Jim Car Carrey's career. James Carrey, as we will. Uh, his most evil, notorious role is what? Uh, Lemon Snickets? He was, uh, Lemon Snickets? <laughs> Lemony Snickets. He was in uh, that one. as uh, What's his name in that? Uh, Count Olaf. Count Olaf in a series of fortune events. An NPH... Kill that role. So, already I think NPH could do Robotnik better, but we're moving on. But and then, although he did get like two seasons in order to kill that role. Jim Carrey had two hours. Meaningless hours, yeah. Yeah. And he was in the number 23. Damn it, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Why do you... What, is, can we go one podcast without talking about the number 23? No, it's staring me down right as we speak. Yeah, right next to other seminal classics such as the Butterfly Effect. And Mr. Deeds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that happened. Uh, we're a little peeved. Um, it's a flagrant fuck you. Yeah, I gotta tell you, yeah, a flagrant fuck you. Um, it makes me uh, almost afraid for the rest of the cast. Are we still gonna get James Spader as Shadow the Hedgehog? It seems unlikely at this point. Pretty huh? unlikely, yeah. And it seems we're gonna get James Marsden pigeonholed into the Sonic role. We got too many Jameses what in the this fuck? cast, right? They're going for all. Okay, so we need to recast, but everybody has to be a James. So Tails, James McAvoy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Damn it, I ran out of Jameses. No, well, James Spader, we have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give so me, we have four Jameses on the table. Give me another good James. I, I don't know. Uh, Jenna Jameson? <laughs> Could she be in it somehow? Good enough for me. <laughs> she is a James. Yeah, enough for me. Yeah, good <laughs> okay. enough for me. You're right, right, right. Okay. Score. Uh, she'll play Knuckles. <laughs> All right, I'm getting a little too hot up. We need to... What do you, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yeah. Um, I mean, we had that hot up E three week. Um, you don't get you don't get to use hot up as I I just use hot up, man. Whatever, it's hot in this kitchen. It's like this honestly, is the remix to honestly, the save room ignition. The F T the <laughs> FTC yeah. says you can only use hot up once per every five minutes of podcasting time. Really? Yeah, it actually says podcasting time. Look up the website. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm uh, lying. <laughs> as you are prone to do to me. Um, what are you playing? Lately, I've been playing a lot of Bloodborne. We're still saving that for our big bloodbath, uh, so I'm getting through a lot of that. I got. Yeah, we, we want to do an entire episode, yeah. kind of a retrospective, a dissection. Yeah, for if sure. You will of the Bloodborne. We're gonna take you to the healing workshop. We're gonna cut you up. We're gonna dissect you. That's what's gonna happen. We'll just there. mix two different locales into one. And I Listen, love it. I'm only on my first playthrough. I'm still learning. Damn. Dude. So playing through that, got through some of the Chalice Dungeons, first three layers, kind of yeah. cool. I think there's a new game there to be found unto itself like you said like uh, yeah the shit that happens in the dungeons completely separate and more intriguing at times than what's happening in the actual world i gotta tell you i feel <laughs> um i have certainly stared into the void of those dungeons and i think i flinched but like <laughs> a little bit but like on a kind of existential level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like i feel i don't feel anything is that is, i keep on saying i feel no I, I don't feel anything after doing the fucking defilement dungeon bro i <laughs> I, I wish i wish you guys could see his face right now dude it took me six fucking hours <laughs> i was fighting amidala mm-hmm. the same fight for hours on goddamn end including the times that i fucking lost hundreds of blood vials hundreds that of I, thousands that i had batched up yeah. no i don't mean echoes i mean blood oh, vials are gotcha. healing fucking items like i had batched like 400 of those things and then i got to a certain point where i look at the screen and it's like oh i have two left what the fuck how many Damn. times have i done this but that's that's bloodborne that's from software sometimes you're gonna die a lot yeah i remember uh one of the last fights in dark souls 3 it took me like three days to do <laughs> jesus yeah like the the straight. princes lothric um I forget their names. Oh, I remember. I, I remember when you actually beat that. He, I just heard a roar. I screamed. He screamed. And I yeah. came in there and I was like, what's up? And he was naked. Dick is swinging. Yeah. He was wearing a tinfoil hat. I don't know why. It was an homage. Did it help you? It <laughs> to something. What, the signs? <laughs> yeah, you knew. Um, I did know. It's always signs with you. So we've been playing a lot of that. You're about one trophy away from the Platinum. I'm I, so proud of you. I am precisely one trophy You've almost got that vile blood out of you. You, you'll um, be healthier for it. I know. I did everything. I got all the weapons, including a, in the DLC. Mm. I already 100% of the DLC. I did all the shit. That's it, impressive, dude. It seemed. It would probably like I'm thinking about it. It would probably be my proudest trophy at shit. this point, just because like the amount just... of effort and the amount of skill and the amount of like actually perfecting that gameplay style. Not yeah. not not saying like I'm a perfect fucking. No, I'm just saying kind of mastering the difficulty of that game is like true. no small feat. especially from where you started with it where you picked up you kind of put it down played it on and off for like what yeah. two years and you're like yeah. you didn't even get through it and then when i picked it up for the first time we started together and i was like outpacing you and then you just kept playing and playing and playing and you're on your second playthrough right now since we started <laughs> yeah i'm and on new game plus that's with awesome my character and it, it like does not feel like new game plus to me 
Because, like, I'm, like, level 150, mm-hmm. and dudes are still falling down in, like, yeah. two hits, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm just, it, it's a, it's like a victory lap for me, man. I'm not taking this playthrough seriously. I'm skipping all those within your first bosses and shit. New Game Plus playthrough within the first, like, two, three hours, you had already yeah. done, like, five, six bosses. Yeah, I know, because like, <laughs> when you when you do the dungeons, you get used to having to do... And you get better gear. Endless bosses. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking boss rush mode in those goddamn dungeons. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Okay, so, like, I'm used to, like, oh, yeah, I just fucking filled, like, four bosses in an hour. Mm-hmm. Whatever, man. No, no big thing. Like, and it's not just because, like, oh, I'm so good. It's just because, it's like, nah, dude, I put in the hours with Amidala. I, I, that is like, that's me going into the hyperbolic uh, time chamber. That's Dragon Ball Z reference. Your face is blank. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Okay, that that was my training. I'm expecting. And I came out. I came out. I came out strong. You look strong. Oh yeah. A little sallow. I'm all the oh, blood yeah. loss, but you're looking uh, real tired. Good. I real was fucking tired. up my sleep schedule at work, like <laughs> just like, for that. Like even earphone was like, dude, like your eyes are like red. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, man, I was up until two doing uh, Amidala. <laughs> that takes us back to how we used to game in like our early twenties. I know. Um, I know. But dude, at this point, you've earned it, and probably in a week, Miyazaki's gonna show up with like a severed head or a severed hand and be like, dude, you've earned it. I'm just gonna lay down for the rest of this podcast. You like, look really, cool? yeah. Oh, he's got his head. Exactly. Yeah, uh, my, my head's on his bed right now. It's good. I know if that's hard for them to imagine where we're recording. We're sitting on his bedroom floor. <laughs> yeah. Like like a talking couple, over a table. Like a couple of fourteen uh, year old girls. It's pretty great. Watching some Clarissa explains it all on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been jamming on a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, I imagine by the next time we talk about it, uh, you'll platinum it. I'll be like halfway there. Um, I could probably platinum it today. Yeah, you could. Uh, ECD, end of day. ECD, EOD. EOD. I like that. There you go. Uh, the other thing that I've been jamming on since it came out free on Monday, uh, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Oh. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, I'll give you a quick thing about it. Uh, did you beat it? I did. Uh, it was long, pretty quick. It was long? like an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. That's, but a, I, that's a morsel. But I played it like on and off across like my vacation, so I didn't like sit down and like play it endlessly. I wanted to stream it, but I just, mm. I didn't. Um, but it's really good. Um, it opens with uh, that song from Carrie and Lowell, De- uh, Death with Dignity by Sufjan Stevens. And that oh, kind of oh, sets oh, yeah. the, the tone for it the whole time. You know that it's going to be kind of sad and heartbreaking. And it kind of like cu- cuts in and out of certain like gameplay moments. But it's basically about this little boy. He's living with his dad. Um, his mother had passed away due to like a hit and run accident. And you can see that the family has not quite fully recovered from it. And in the way that like trauma induced children's do, uh, this kid kind of like, instead of always dealing with it he kind of recedes into his own mind and like takes on this persona of captain spirit so like amongst him like you know going about his day and dealing with his dad like he'll have these moments where he'll like just flare up and like become a superhero and just kind of deal with like his grief or what's happening just to kind of cope and it's really interesting the way they handle it that's heavy it is it's super heavy i was like holy shit but it's stuff in the life in strange world has been known to be a little heavier well, okay, how related is it to Life is Strange? Like, are there any characters show up, or is it, like, the same town? Like, what, what what's it's, the connection here? There there are some tie-ins. They mention Arcadia Bay, um, which oh, is no the shit. town that, uh, I guess, Life is Strange 1 is set in, where the whole storm happens. And then they mention a bunch of other locations. It's set in Oregon, uh, which is kind of why the... Uh, Stufion Steven song is kind of cool because a lot of the albums set in Oregon as well. But I wouldn't have caught that. Yeah, no, it was really, really dope. That's actually a nice touch. Um, but the only thing that kind of connects it, they say at the end of the credits, um, Captain Spirit will return in Life is Strange 2. I don't really, really want to spoil this, but there's kind of like some supernatural shit that happens, and it's like, oh, I could see there being a tie-in to that. Oh, shit, or, some Alan Wake shit. Some huh? Alan Wake shit. Some um, Alan Wake shit? Yeah. Oh, but it's really, really neat. Um, 
not too much intense gameplay. Um, yeah. You basically have like six ta- seven tasks you have to do: um, assembling your hero team, uh, playing a game on a phone, um, uh, so finding it, some treasure. It plays much the same as Life is Strange, where you're yeah. just kind of like navigating the little, yeah. little confined spaces and like hearing their commentary about yeah, it's portraits the, and shit. The, the gameplay is super, super <laughs> okay. light, and, like, you'll come across stuff that you can interact with, and then you have an option to, like, R2 it, and his superpower Just will R2 activate, it, bro. and you'll get, like, this alternate scene of him, like, being a superhero, even though he's, like, in a laundry room. Oh, like, so it's, like, a visceral attack. It's, it's Bloodborne super visceral. Style. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it was it was cool. I I would play it like one more time just to feel it again because it was really like wrought with emotion. And as it as it rolls on and he finds more clues, it's like wow, this this kind of hurts because it like if you've ever gone through like any level of trauma or grief that ties in this game, like you feel it deeply. And like I I like Don't Nod and Square Enix for that with these games because they like they know how to hit the the trauma button good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to slam that trauma button for you kids out there. Yeah. I know you guys like to engage with games and just have those emotional scars torn open. <laughs> really though, as Papa Roach would say. Here's a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It came out for free. Um it's hard to find. It's not under Captain Spirit. It's under Life is Strange 2. Got to stick to that brand. I'm sure that yeah. was a fucking that was a top-level decision. Some yeah. dude was just like, what the fuck? Nobody knows what Captain Spirit is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I searched for it hard. I was like, I can't find it anywhere. I was like, let me try Life is Strange 2, and it was the first thing that came up, so. Yeah. Worth <clears throat> playing, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I am down as a clown to see that one in action. No trophies, though. But <coughs> that, that was a, a lot of people were griping about that, actually, that there are no trophies for it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a free mini-game. Like, it doesn't have to have It's trophies. free, and it's like... Honestly, some some of you gamer cats out there take longer shits than the uh, the duration of this game. So come on, it's true. Yeah, it's very true. I just took one before this podcast. It was ridiculous. You know how you forget that you ate Chipotle the day before, and then you get a reminder. <laughs> no, I never forget because I usually pass it within that twelve hours, <laughs> and then unless pa- I fall asleep eating it. And then, yeah, then you pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my dude. Um, you want to hit this news? I think we should hit this news because we got a we got a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to let you, uh, I'm going to take a bow, man. I'm going to take a bow. Oh, wow. I'm going to see what you got. I'm going to see what you got. We're doing man. a real reverse workflow here. It's true. It's true. Usually cool. I go first, but mm-hmm. you know what? I want you to take the lead because that's a smart thing to do in Bloodborne because then like the guy in front of you get attacked instead of you and you're like, oh, and then you come in for the swing. Is that one of the blood tactics you learn? Chivalry? Yeah. I've got a whole blood pro tip list. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them all. Yeah. All of them. Just start doing a like out of order on the save room, like blood tip number 2072. Okay. Um, yeah. Always thank your prey if they drop blood vials. <laughs> okay. That's just a, I mean, that's just courtesy. Yeah. Blood courtesy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, we're going to reverse the flow. Kevin usually hits me at the one, two, three, let's go. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to do it this time. Uh, I'm actually going <laughs> to lead with some light news. Uh, oh. And that is your annual, not annual, monthly, I should say, free games on PlayStation and Xbox what, 360. What do we got, man? We got, for uh, PS Plus games for July, Heavy Rain, which is interesting because oh. they just did Beyond Two Souls. Like, cool, dude. Are we sponsored by uh, Quantic Dream? Like, why are we talking about them every episode? <laughs> God damn you, David Cage! So, based off our episode I look choices, in the mirror and it's his face staring back at me. <laughs> fuck. Between episode 30 and now, our choices have led to a David Cage arc where we have to talk about him every time. We fucked up. We should have never (laughs) talked about Detroit. Never, never. never. Um, So that is free on PS4 as well as Absolver. I haven't played Absolver. That one looked cool. I played it at uh, PAX, I think, last year. Um, Very, very kind of... God, how do you compare it? It's a fighting game, but mm-hmm. it's like more of a you know very three D fighting game where you like fight in an arena and such. Okay, it looked neat. Sweet. If it's free, 
I'll play it. Yeah, all it's these download it. Online multiplayer too. Sweet. Uh, and then for PS3, we have uh, Rayman 3 HD. I guess that's cool. Oh. Uh, Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess. Cool name. What is that? I don't know. Okay. I didn't have time to look it up. Uh, <laughs> PS Vita, we have Space Overlords and Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, which was... Oh, I've heard of those. Those yeah. are the visual novels. Yeah. They're supposed to be really, really cool, really tense. There's like a shit ton of endings for them. That's for the Vita? Yeah. Okay. So we... Uh... We, <laughs> we're uh, still uh, waiting to launch that funeral pyre. Probably. I imagine it'll happen way after uh, the PS3 support ends in January. Right. So. Oh, shit. Uh, and then Xbox game with games with gold for July. We have, um, for Xbox One, Assault Android Cactus. <laughs> okay. Been looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, it's a prick of a good time. July 1st to 31st, <laughs> that'll be available. What? And then Did Death... write that down? No, I didn't. Okay. Just off the dome. Yeah. And then uh, oh, Death Squared. Uh, that's available July 16th to Ooh, August 15th. Death Squared is fucking awesome, dude. That was uh, the game um, that I played on the Switch. It's yeah. the puzzle game of the, the, the Death Squares. Yeah, we were talking about that like a few yeah. days ago because I couldn't remember the name of it. And you're like, yeah, the kind of funny dudes did it. And I was like, oh yeah, they yeah, did yeah. a bunch of Let's Plays for it. Gotcha. So that's cool. Um, might be a reason for us to dust off your uh, Xbox. No. No? Okay, never mind. And then uh, Xbox 360 games that are... Now going to be backwards compatible and also release uh, Virtual Fighter Five and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction. So, Ooh, yeah. that one was pretty good. I know people had problems with it. But it was pretty good. Okay, well, neato. So cool little free bites to get there. I'm sure shit is going to keep coming out for free here and there. Yeah, why pay for stuff? Why pay for shit? I don't see. I'm a gamer, dude. I should yeah. get this shit for free. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um so to headline the news here it's been a while since we've dipped into this pool um overwatch man it's back oh shit dude overwatch wow i thought man we're, we're getting the band back together huh? <laughs> it's been been two hot years since we did that overwatch beat yeah what's up dude what's, uh, what's a happening? bunch of shit uh so they did a new patch that kind of rechanged the whole fucking game the whole makeup of the game Re-change, and yeah. they announced a new character oh new uh, is it the the junker queen junker queen Oh, awesome. Junker Queen's in the mix, man. That's oh. awesome. Oh, sorry. Actually, that's not what happened at all. Oh, what, what happened? Uh, somebody by the name of Hammond entered the arena. Oh, shit. Yeah, Is yeah. he like a big old tank character? Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's got like big old fists and fucking rockets and shit? Or yeah, think what? of like an iron steel tarantula sort of deal with fucking quad guns. And... Wow, that's real neat, dude. Yeah. Uh, what kind of a pilot are we talking? Uh, you know, not like a diva type. Uh, a little smaller, maybe a foot and a half of fur. Uh, what? A, a hamster. <laughs> What? A hamster? <laughs> what? So, Overwatch's 28th <laughs> character, a tank character here, uh, named Hammond, is a foot and a half hamster piloting a mech called Wrecking Ball. Are you telling me they <laughs> did this in favor of not just the jetpack cat that they fucking <laughs> did concepts for? They said, fuck that cat. A hamster is more adorable. <laughs> the but they're fuck? also passing our suggestion, the save room patented sharky. Which we've been talking about for a year straight. The floating shark that would absorb other players as its special. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> fuck, it was so great. Man. But Je- Jeff, what the fuck's going on? Like, is this like a is this a funny haha? Like what's going Jeff? I feel like it's gotta be a funny haha. There's no way Blizzard's going through that much of an identity crisis two years in with this game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> you also said they did like a lot of goofy changes to the UI and they also changed the the the, the organization of classes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I came back onto it. I think it was the 27th and I guess I hadn't realized on the 26th of this month, they released a whole new patch. It's one of the biggest ones I've seen in a while. Um, so they added two new major features. One of them is endorsements, I guess, to combat toxicity. They're giving these kind of like faux acknowledgements to where you can like kind of throw a player like an acknowledgement here. Like, oh, 
good job. And you can use that to buy like certain loot boxes and stuff. With when it. do you do that? It's at the end of a round. Is your hey cat? Hey, cut it the fuck out. Okay. We're making good, good content for the safe roommates. She's good asshole so uh acknowledge your fellow overwatch players positivity with endorsements (laughs) recognize commendable behavior for players exhibiting sportsmanship being a good teammate or for shot calling commend players who lead you to victory put the team's needs above their own or exhibit humility in victory or grace and defeat okay (laughs) when when do you do this do you do it mid-match or no you do do it at the end in the menu yeah yeah so unfortunately for me my tv is not get rid of the like system like no no that's still there it's an additional system that's in play oh you can't add add more shit onto shit that's the problem with this update it seems like so much shit on shit and i get that they're trying to like do something uh, in response to the community over all this time and this years and i do i commend it it is cool especially if like this endorsement um reward system keeps going and you get like cool perks down the line like you know unlocks that you couldn't otherwise get right so does that it does something for you yeah to, there, to there's long-term like unlocks with it oh, okay yeah. so i can get costumes and shit yeah i think so for for hamtaro for hamtaro my, <laughs> my, main, my main hamster boy um and there's another new feature it's a looking for a group feature so if you're like a tank character who needs healers you can look for those certain features in groups so okay yeah i guess that's something people are asking for I still like the core game. Like, they can fuck up a shit, but, you know, it's fine. It's, it's getting, still good. Some of, Yeah, it's still great. Some of it's a little weird. Like, they changed the yeah. fuck out of some characters for me. Um, Symmetra, they basically... So, like you started to mention, they merged two of the classes, defense and offense, and now it's just a DPS class. So it goes tank, DPS, and support. And with that, they moved Symmetra out of support, reconfigured her, did a whole bunch of shit, and now she's... Uh, a defense character, essentially. I feel like that takes away the clarity of the kind of character that you're using. Because I like the way that it was split up beforehand. Well, I don't know that a lot of those pl- characters can even be considered DPS in the same way. Like, I wouldn't... like who's in there? All of- so Junkrat, Widowmaker, May, Bastion, uh, the Snipers. Like yeah, They're in there DPS. with Soldier, yeah. uh, Reaper. It's just they do... I get it. So anything that does shoot-shoot. A lot of damage output. Yeah, yeah. So who is not who's considered not DPS? The healers and the tanks. I mean, you could put out some fucking DPS with a tank. Yeah, but like not. I mean, I put out I mad guess. DPS with uh, Diva, and I've seen you put out some shit with Zenyatta for support. So it's just like, okay, yeah, no, Zenyatta, I would always agree is defense. Like yeah. no matter no matter what, I get that. So, although I've done some some good old damage per the seconds with that so, guy. It's it's okay, an interesting but, play, not something I know I needed and it actually it makes the screen like the character screen look really ugly now cuz it's just like in the middle there's fucking 14 characters all lumped together. It makes me wonder if they're just like experimenting to for the fuck of it or they are actually trying to respond to feedback because I don't know who gave this feedback that they were like, I just don't understand this fucking menu. Make it simple, dude. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's not like, the people on the pro scene. It's got to be like yeah. just random newcomers. Like, I feel like... It, Maybe somebody during a trial weekend was like, I can't figure it out. I feel like this far out from the game's release, it's like there is an understanding of that of yeah. that title or, you know. I Okay. Yeah, for it being a class-based game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe now, they're I, still trying to pull in new gamers or something. It almost you know? like blurs the lines of class-based shooter, though, a little bit. Hmm. It, i don't know what are we gonna we're gonna come back in a, a few more months and then it's just gonna be one big class like all, all heroes that's the class <laughs> hero it's the hero class like okay you're either a hero <laughs> or you're, or you're a hero <laughs> fuck um okay. other notes they kind of did some stuff with doomfist uh bonus strike aoe effect for him and he gets more shields on defense mccree his dead eye his special went from 70 meters to 200 
So you could what? Sh- I know, that was one that I fucking broke my neck on. I was like, what? what the fuck? Who gave him the super soldier serum? Right? So at least now I could probably get that trophy with him. Yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a Symmetra complete rework. Her teleporter is now a regular ability. It's 10 seconds. Uh, she has three turrets versus six. They're throwable. Um, and her beam no longer locks on. So you actually have to kind of use it like you would Zarya. That mm. sort of straight beam. I don't think that's that bad. No, it'll it'll just take some getting used to. I think she's still in PTR, so she's not available. Um, and then the big one here, um, hmm. Hammond, Hero 28. I've seen some people play around with him. He looks a lot of fun, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get away with how like goofy it is. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not too far out there for the like art style that the game has, but no. like, from what we've expected of like the kind of narrative that surrounds this game mm-hmm. through like extra media, it's like, I... I never thought a fucking hamster would fit into that. But then again, I am ignoring the fact that there is a super intelligent uh, gorilla that came from the moon. That's true. So the main character. So here's the tie into that, actually, if you want to know a quick uh, brief. Of course I do. He was being experimented on by the monkeys on Horizon Lunar Colony. Hamtaro? Uh, Yeah, Hamtaro. And there was this huge fucking uprising outbreak. A lot of the monkeys went to Earth and otherwise. I think that's when Winston landed in Gibraltar or some shit. But Hamtaro landed in... Hamtaro landed in uh, Junkertown with the queen, and in his pod, he crashed it, and he made it into a mech, and he was fighting- he just made into a mech, Yeah, he huh? was fighting in, in Junkertown's fighting rings, and, and gained a name for himself, apparently. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is all on their My website. dude's Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max and hard, and then, what? like, they go to, like, reward the champion, and fucking Junker Queen's like, oh, it's a hamster. No! <laughs> so there's a lot- <laughs> Plot twist. A lot of lore that I did not know was there. <laughs> For this hamster. My dude, I would be far more interested in seeing, like, uh, an elongated, like, movie about this scenario. I want to see, like, like, a full, like, animated short for it. Very, like, no, like, not even, like, oh, here's, like, a nine minute. I want to fucking, like, at least a 48 minute (laughs) video on this. With at least little dude. At least 15 minutes in the fighting rings. Literally a little (laughs) bit more than that. I would, I would feel I'd need just as much of the fighting rings as I can get. And I need it to be stylized in the way that, like, the Planet Hulk segment of Thor Ragnarok oh was stylized. God. Just oh super God. intense and really cool. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, but fucking this hamster in a spider bot shows the fuck up and people are like, wow. Well, uh, okay. Oh, Alright, sure, sure, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm rolling it like yeah, fucking... Okay. I'll roll with it. Whatever. Uh, he's in PTR right now. You have to now. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he does. It's one of his abilities. He rolls. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> My dude's doing some Sam Saran shit? Sam Saran. Honestly, the more you explain him, the cooler this fucking hamster sounds. So quick ability rundown. He has quad cannons. He rolls. As he rolls, he increases speed and damage. Um, he has a grappling claw that allows him what? to swing around corners and get like what? momentum strike. Yeah, yeah. He, he has shields that fucking pile up. He has a AoE pile driver attack. <laughs> Video games just speak to my soul. Yeah. Sometimes. This is like one of the most video gamey ridiculous things I've seen from the normal. Sometimes video games shout (laughs) to my soul. (laughs) So I think we're gonna get on that, man. We're gonna roll around on that dude's mech for days. Yeah, but I mean at this rate I have like no less than 120 gigabytes of just Overwatch updates slowly filling my console. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in like the two hundreds in terms of like updates. God it's stupid. God, it's stupid. Good for them. Continued support two years out. Like, this is exciting. We've been along for the whole ride, and... I don't know. We'll see where they go. Good job, Jeff. Yeah. Give us Sharky. Jeff, if you ever wake up and have moments of doubt, do not any longer. Good job, Jeff. We are here for you. We are here for you. The save room boys. Here's your save room handy. 
<laughs> you get one a year. <laughs> or the save room hammy. The hammy? Yeah, named after Ham Hammond. <laughs> can we not? Uh, can we not? All right. Can we not? So, broke there with the soft news. I guess number one in the, the heavier scripted stuff here. Uh, oh. In the, the Kevin... It's getting heavy? Pape format. Yeah. Number one. Number... Oh, fuck. I have mine, mine number two. Yours will be number two. Shit's a rel... Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Number one here. Uh, Amy Henning breaks silence, revealing she left EA in January and has founded a small indie game studio. While EA unfortunately shuttered the beloved Dead Space Studio Visceral back in October, it kept one project alive, the anticipated new story-driven Star Wars adventure helmed by Uncharted's creative director, Amy Henning. Codenamed Ragtag, the Star Wars project was deemed too linear by EA bosses and was pivoted to EA Vancouver, but it looks like that might no longer be the case. At the Game Lab conference in Barcelona on Wednesday, Henning revealed to Rob Purchase of Eurogamer that she left EA in January and is currently in the process of forming her own studio. She's looking to build up a smaller team to potentially focus on VR projects. But as for Uncharted-like Star Wars adventure, it appears that the development has stalled and there's now a very different game in the works. Quote, I'm working independently and staying independent. I started my own little independent studio and consulting with some people. I'm hoping to bring some people on board. I would love to have a little company of about six to eight, maybe 15 at most, and do some more projects, do some VR stuff. I'm consulting with some VR companies and doing a ton of research because I haven't played a lot of immerse myself. Uh, sorry. I haven't played a lot to immerse myself in it. Mm. Um, continues. I'm not doing anything Star Wars, she tells Zero Gamer. <laughs> and who knows what the future may hold, but that project is on the shelf now. The Vancouver studio is working on something pretty different. It's really not... You know, once you go more open world, it's such a different game than what we were making. Everybody loved that what we were doing. And I'd love to see us resurrect that somehow, but it's complicated. I'm not... I have not worked at EA since January, technically, legally. Yes, this is a problem. It was hard enough for them, but people were immediately thinking, asking them, is Amy working with you? And the answer was, well, we're in negotiations. Like, hmm, it was sort of a soft pedal answer. I haven't been in, but look, I get along with all those people. I even consider the, the guys on the exact team friends. But it made it awkward because it was like, I never got the chance to announce that I'm not at EA, so I needed to just pull off that bandaid at some point, but also had nothing to announce. It makes it sound like I just went home, but I'm doing all this stuff, working on all kinds of things, end quote. EA is not currently commenting on the status of the Star Wars game, but they did release a statement confirming Henning's departure. Yes, Amy Henning has moved on from EA. She is an amazing storyteller, a creator, and a crafter. We have so much respect for her and the creative spirit she brought to the teams and projects she's worked on at EA. We wish Amy all the best with what comes next, and we will all be watching with excitement. End quote. What's your read, partner? A lot of stuff to chew on there. Um, I don't know. I think that we all assumed that this news, uh, I guess it had launched or leaked via The Verge on Monday, Mm. that uh, she wasn't working on it, and we assumed that, like, okay, maybe she had left, like, you know, that week or maybe during E3. But the fact that it's been under wraps that she's been gone since, like, January is so telling. <laughs> somebody knew that it was a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, somebody knew that would be a bad thing. Because people are, they don't, they want to hold off the press as long as possible for yeah. things like this. Because then it's, like, it shines a spotlight and, like, so what's going on with that project? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's dearly upsetting, especially since it sounds like EA recruited her from mm-hmm. Naughty Dog. Uh, compound that with the fact that it seems like there's kind of trouble behind the scenes on the development of Uncharted Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there is. I, I don't know what the story behind that is. I would love to be on a fly in the wall. Oh, uh, I would love story. like a no clip for that. Yeah, that'd be so good. Especially. So it was. It was what. Uh, Henning, Bruce Straley, and Neil Druckmann, they yeah. were all working together on that one? Uh, in some that... capacity, okay. or, I, I still think... 
I don't know the details. Yeah. I just know that she was working on Charter 4. She uh, departed yeah. that studio and went to EA and was mm-hmm. supposed to work on this really cool fucking Star Wars game that had a more linear experience. And yeah. then, like, like you were saying, uh, somebody walked in and was like, hey, make this open world because cells. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're like, what? Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, excuse us? No, we've been doing this for this amount of time. Okay, but money. Yeah. <laughs> and it it seemed like it fractured that group a little bit. So she's officially been gone from uh, Naughty Dog for, I guess, like a year and a half, almost two years. Because I remember yeah. it was yeah. like two summers ago that that news broke. And I don't know when she joined EA to start on this, but I imagine it was a few months later. So imagine out at least a year has been put into this project that's a lot of assets a lot of time a lot of money especially if you're making a linear story game writing a script doing all the stuff for it and then to reshape it as like an open like a big open world game that's hard for sure (laughs) like that's that's like if i if you were making a pizza this entire time and i walk in and just like there needs to be a turkey in the middle of this (laughs) (laughs) thanksgiving style i want the brine i want the base give it to me And you're just like logistically why dude (laughs) Because we want it. <laughs> we're, we're feeling turkey now. You took a year with this pizza. We want a turkey. It's turkey night, Hennig. <laughs> that's what happened. And that's why this this awesome sounding fucking game, this game that like actually gave us faith that the license was in good hands because EA won that bid when mm-hmm. everything went in turmoil when Disney picked up uh, the license, you yeah. know? And was like one of the big publishers would be like, yo, we want exclusivity on these Star Wars games. And Battlefront 1 and 2 were a part of that. Yeah. And that has been tumultuous. Yeah. And to have this one go in the remission, oh, it's a bad look, man. I wonder if like Disney is going to start looking at EA and be like, what's going on here, guys? Like, what, what are you doing with our properties? I would hope. Yeah. But then again, Disney's forays, since they've acquired all these licenses, have been very, Mm-mm. very hit and miss. Like, look at Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Their influence royally fucked what could have been a really good successor to part three yeah um and apparently they're notoriously difficult to work with so i don't know how much of that is affecting i the problem is ea and disney are such similar entities in that in their their tom fuckery yeah and how they <laughs> want to control their properties and exactly. their money and all that other right. stuff when it comes to ownership and when it comes to like directives and shit it just it muddies the waters and it i think as much as these companies uh, uh, lout creativity, is that mm-hmm. the right word? Lout. That's fine. All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Chat. I feel like Correct us. just the nature of their corporations throttles creativity from time to time, and this is perfectly an, uh, just an example of what happens. This whole Amy Hedding situation. I think the best way they could have handled it: take what was present in some of the Uncharted games, maybe. The Last of Us. They had very minute open world aspects to it because there's like some exploration, so you're allowed to explore here and there. And I'm sure some of that was present, mm-hmm. but maybe just range the scope a little bit more. Maybe do like the God of War approach if you needed to make it more like narrative as well as having a dual open world. Are you suggesting world. a closed circuited open world, sir? Yeah, for Star Wars, that would have been so cool. I feel like that would have been more manageable than be like, make this Skyrim Beauteous. Star Wars. Beauteous. I love it. Um, I love it. I think like that was the first thing that came to mind. Like, why couldn't like maybe take another year, reshape it and go forward, but maybe there's some stuff behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Um, you were telling me yeah. that Henning had, uh, I guess, disagreements over the Last of Us approach, and then how they wanted to handle Uncharted Four as a that, result that, of that. That was just me uh, kind of speculating. Okay, I would assume that that, like Sony, after seeing what Last of Us did, might have had, 
you know, some words on it that Amy didn't agree with that maybe the rest of the team did. I don't know. That's just me speculating. Like, That's fair. So therefore it is worthless. And That's I true. will not speak on it any longer, sir. So it'll be interesting seeing what she does with this indie company. Um, the realm of VR is interesting for telling really consumable narrative experiences and i would like to see what she can do in that media although it'll it, it kind of saddens me to see that she's not tied to a big title because there was a lot of promise there with that so Ooh, okay so i sent you this article i didn't get a chance to vet it earlier but uh jason schreier who i will mention later in the show because jason jason uh by the way congratulations on the marriage mazel tov way. mazel tov i guess yeah it's congratulations in hebrew okay well. yeah you do you. Um, Don't be mad. The, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the collapse of Visceral's ambitious Star Wars game, and they kind of, uh, they, I guess they go into uh, the studio getting shuttered as well. Um, I won't pause the podcast just to read that, but yeah. check out that article if you're interested in that. I will be reading that later because I think that is a sad state of affairs, and I wonder how much of that is EA, how much of that is like just a lack of resources mm. how much of that is just disagreement outright i yeah. want to know i love those stories i, love, I do too I, you know i it's not always about the end product you know people make these things and it's true. You know, the people involved are uh, just as fascinating as the art that they're putting I, out i think so i mean i might not have loved all of mm. dead space 3 i think it was a great game though and that's uh, why i'm curious about the decisions that led it to something where it's like this is less than satisfactory yeah. for a series that for from a for a series and a team that was able to produce something that i loved mm-hmm. so it's like why did that happen you know well, i love those kinds of stories it's it's bumped me out because like that was a it might have been a commercial success from just a sales point in terms of the actual game and physical media, but maybe EA was looking too hard in the microtransactions, and since mm. that flopped and that didn't work out for them, they're like, "Well, fuck it." I don't really know what happened between the the so it's it's twenty twelve like, and now, but it's almost like a pattern. It, it yeah. seems to be where it's like otherwise great games or at least very good games mm. are being. Uh, affected by ea's business decisions mm. necessarily and their their initiatives and pushes you know i for me if i was on that fucking team i would be looking at that and be like all right how much influence is too much influence on on our subsidiaries and our partners yeah. and it's like i feel like sony has that perfect balance of like they know when to step in and they know when to support but for the most part they let these things incubate they let the creatives be creative and that's such a that's such a wise decision. That's why we're seeing the games that we're seeing yeah. come out of, of the exclusives from uh, Sony. And they so. might do some weird tone-deaf, mind-boggling shit, which we're going to go into later. Which we will go but into, yes. Yeah, they, I will say, yeah, they harbor good creative content and the stories and that shit is there. And I, I like that they give that stuff the room to breathe and become. That's, right. why, that's why some of the Sony exclusives are some of the best games around. So, uh, But just what bums me out about the Visceral thing is just that, oh, yeah, they might have not seen that as a success, but that's a team of people that worked hard and had families and all that other shit. And it's always like heartbreaking to see them lose their jobs over a game that didn't right. sell maybe 50,000 more copies than it should have, or whatever the case is. Right, but. and, and given, <laughs> um, given what Visceral has done in the past, uh, anyone in the gaming industry that has a say in hiring would be an absolute fool to pass up on this team and then the people that have... Uh, been affected by this closure so there you go mm-hmm. that's uh that's a save room a recommendation adult style yeah <laughs> but if you guys are out there working other jobs maybe to go back to your families or uh i don't know minimum wage or whatever you're doing now outside of being on part of that team i hope you're crafting i hope something's coming from you get I together do. with ken levine make some magic just want you guys to come yeah hey so, <laughs> <laughs> Give it to so me. let's 
I'm I'm sad now. Can, do you you got something else for me that's gonna bring me bring me back? No, now? that was the end of my whole. Oh, it's on me street. now. Yeah, it's on you, bro. Number I'm two. In the wrong headspace right now. Uh, why are you sad, I'm, bro? I'm just just thinking about visceral, thinking about you know yeah. dead space not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just it's a sad it's a, time. It's okay. Don't worry, man. We can always dust off the PS3, play through those classics. Can we just like press pause on the podcast real quick and just like have a good cuddle? You want to cuddle? No, 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 no okay, forget, okay. I, forget I mentioned. Can I call you mentioned. Isaac? For, what? <laughs> Clark? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forget what his girlfriend's name is, but if we can get into that Nicole. headspace, Nicole. All right, you call me Nicole. I'll call you Isaac. Can we? Can we? Can we switch that around? You know, because remember, oh. like he was having like little uh, uh, flashes, little yeah. little mind flashes. So you know, maybe we're not sure who's Isaac and who's Nicole. You're gonna have to cut out all of this. To be honest with That's you, that's true. You're just gonna have to like this is the the part that you should edit <laughs> and nuke the fuck out. Um, I. <laughs> And now it's time for Kevin's news. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There's your there's your transition. Okay, fair enough. That's your marker. We'll see. We'll see how to deal with it. Uh, Timestamp. Now it's time for Kevin's news. <laughs> I hate that. Do you right. hate it? Okay. Hit me with your number two, dude. So what's interesting? Fuck, it was number one before. Uh, so my number two for the day. Actually, this is a kind of a twofer segment. I had to create a new segment on this show, and I'm calling it. Pixel litigation. What? It deals with gaming-based lawsuits. Okay, I like it. Okay, so, I, you know, I'm going to try to do a pool for every lawsuit of the week, okay? <laughs> I love this. I'm kind of glad I didn't look at the doc beforehand. So here's today's. <laughs> okay. Today, well, you did that to purposely hurt my feelings before the podcast. Because I wanted cuddles after. I knew we could have this talk right. and remedy it, and then you'd be into it again. I can. I feel my emotional dependence has yeah. definitely been navigated by you, <laughs> and I have I have words, but okay. off air. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Pixel litigation. Ah, <laughs> uh, for many, Bethesda is great at two things: creating expansive open world RPGs and suing the shit out of anyone that so much as looks at their IP funny. Warner Brothers Interactive got caught in the VATS crosshairs last week over their upcoming mobile game set in HBO's Westworld universe, which Bethesda calls a blatant ripoff of their own game, Fallout Shelter. Hmm. Bethesda's claim is that the Westworld game, quote, copied Fallout Shelter's features and then made cosmetic modifications for Westworld's Western theme, end quote. Worser still, Bethesda says the game is using copyrighted source code. Why would they think that? Uh, turns out the developer behind Westworld, Behavior Interactive, also happened to help develop Fallout oh Shelter. God. <laughs> uh, Big Beth claims there's a bug from an early version of Fallout Shelter present in Westworld. That's one of their what pieces a pick. of evidence. Right? That's crazy. Jesus. And first of all, is there somebody that's just cataloging all of their bugs like on Probably. a whiteboard? Well, yeah. I mean, when you go into patch be games and do updates, like, you have to do bug notes. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, that's true. Out. I would say... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the bug wall. So, so one of these fucking uh, bug finders, if you will, I yeah. guess a programmer, like... Entomologist? Fucking, sure. He, he ran to, to Todd. <laughs> He's like, Todd! Todd, look at the species I found. <laughs> look at this fucking game this westworld game that's amazing also oh. hold on fallout shelter came out 2015 so in three years you haven't been able to fix that fucking bug no no no, no. they said it's oh sorry it's since <laughs> been uh patched out of the game yeah but 
it was a part of the original source code. Uh, We're going to get into it. Okay. I got more. I got more for you. Okay. Interesting. Bethesda suit tossed some strong allegations at behavior. Uh, that's the name of the studio. Behavior it just act. sounds like behavior in general. Yeah. Uh, behavior, including their belief that the studio harnessed trade secrets and copyrighted assets to speed up development time and reduce costs on their own game, Westworld. <laughs> Bethesda is currently seeking a trial by jury and damages. Warner Brothers decided not to drink that tea, however, <laughs> and fired back at the publisher, calling their claims, quote, as surprising as they are unsubstantiated. Wow. End quote. In a statement to Polygon, Warner Brothers says that behavior has assured them that the allegations are untrue and that, quote, contra- uh, contrary to Bethesda's baseless accusation god damn legalese wow warner brothers at no time induced behavior to use the fallout shelter code in westworld end quote okay so a little bit more in case you're interested in bethesda's long history of legal entanglements you can check out polygon's article a brief history of bethesda's (laughs) many legal tangles Which spans 20 years of litigation, Holy starting shit. starting with a dispute over a fucking Madden game. <laughs> I read that article and I was like, what the fuck? I had no Bethesda? idea. Like, I thought this was like one of the first instances of Bethesda having like a public scuffle with another no, company. No, sir. No, sir. Over they, 20 years? They famously sued Notch, the creator of Minecraft, because uh-huh. he was making his own game called Scrolls. And they were just like, uh-huh. uh-uh, you ain't going to do that. There was another instance where there was a streamer had like kind of a vote over a game he was developing. Mm-hmm. If like you know his, uh, I think his followers to choose the name, and they landed on something called like uh, Frenzy Fallout. Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, no, 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 it was uh, anyway. It had Fallout in the title, yeah. and Bethesda like literally within 24 hours was like. Cease and desist, motherfucker. Fallout is not a copyrighted term. That is a... <laughs> oh, according to Bethesda. It is a word that we can different. use in the English language. Dude, I knew, uh, you know, not to get too private with this, no names were used in this podcast. Sure. Uh, I knew a guy that worked at Bethesda, and he had this kind of side project going on, which I won't get into the details with, but it was like a personal, like, uh, passion that mm-hmm. he was thinking about scaling into, like, maybe his own business. And he comes to find out that the contract he signed to, uh, you know, onboard with Bethesda says that... Any fucking assets that are developed during his time or tenure at Bethesda are technically company property. Wow. Like, that's in one of their clauses, I guess, for for hires. So he had to fucking quit because he was just like, well, I want to work on this thing. Yeah, and Bethesda owns this currently yeah, as long like, as I'm here. He's like, I don't want you to own this because wow. it's, it's my baby. So. I don't know why, but they they got some serious lawyers. It might have something to do with uh, Zenimax. I was gonna say, yeah, being a, a parent company to that. Show. Thank you for remembering that name because I was like, I what is what are they? Yeah, I don't know because I I think they were just a general media company yeah. or something. I I don't know too much. I don't want to I don't want to spread misinformation. That's <laughs> crazy though. To, yeah. to, and to come at them and say it's um unsustain uh oh, wow unsubstantiated. They found code, my they dudes. Found... <sighs> Come on, have you? They don't fucking That's code. Rough. So I, I just feel like the way that uh, Bethesda's lawyers are pushing it, though, is a little yeah. bit much. It's like you used your industry know-how that we gifted you to further your own gains. And it's just like, okay, stealing code is one thing, but yeah. like... Skills and assets, they don't belong <laughs> to Bethesda. Yeah, j- like teachings are yeah. not something like, dude, if they're going to learn how to be better at their jobs while they're like working with you, yeah. why are they disallowed from using that knowledge? No, 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 no. It's different if they're using proprietary information such as like coding. Yeah. I think the, these actual, uh, for lack of a better term, more physical assets mm-hmm. from Bethesda makes sense. But when it comes to just like work methods if, i don't know if that's necessary but then again i don't know exactly what the yeah. fuck they're trying to talk if about that's there. the problem 
never let anybody go. Keep all those people that you harbored <laughs> yeah. in your fallout little cubicles and, and, like it's... and biomes and let them continue to work there for the rest of their fucking lives. However, I will say, state that I looked at Westworld and yes, it is very much yeah. a clone of Fallout Shelter. And even Warner Brothers is like, well, yeah, it's kind of inspired by that j- genre. Yeah. And the next piece that we're going to get into is kind of the same argument. Okay. But uh, the last thing that I want to say uh, for uh, behavior in this whole situation, though, it's just like... <sighs> that's right. Don't take code. Don't take code, bro. <laughs> don't take code. If that's true, like, don't take code. You're breaking fucking... Yeah, man. Etiquette laws there. Seriously, dude. And it's like, this is a bad look because, like, the rest of the industry is going to gonna see this lawsuit mm-hmm. they're gonna see this and just think like whether it's true or not that's gonna be rough going forward for partnerships you know for behavior interactive yeah that really sucks and so it's like maybe yeah. not so much wb but behavior interactive and sure. let, let's keep in mind like some of the shit like we don't know the true nature of like the inner workings and things and like i kind of have just a very a glimpse cursory of the, knowledge yeah. cursory knowledge of like corporate structure mm-hmm. uh if somebody took code, it really could have been the act of an individual. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, since he decided to integrate it with a future project, that he, whole... has, he has implicated the entire studio. Yeah. And that's fucked up. That is fucked up. And it's like even firing that dude is not enough because that's a fucking stain on their record. And that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. Curious. Um, yeah. Is this game supposed to be free in the way that Fallout Shelter was? Uh, I believe so with microtransactions. Okay. Uh, and then their their other argument is that it still has like the same, like its art style is very much akin to yeah. I, and I'm I, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I saw a good image of yeah. it. I'm gonna use it. So, but that is not for us to decide. We are not the court. However, we can continue to discuss courtly matters. Number three on the list, Daniel. Okay. The legal battle royale has ended. PUBG Corp has dropped its lawsuit with Epic Games for reasons player unknown. <laughs> you see what I did there? I can't believe you fucking pulled <laughs> really that one did. out. That's great. Oh, I'm so pleased with myself. Filed in 2017, the developer of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds had some serious concerns about Epic's Fortnite, especially in regard to the game's then new PvP mode. Mm-hmm. With its 100-player battles on a constantly shrinking map, PUBG Corp had suspicions that, quote, Fortnite may be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known, end quote. Then cameth the lawsuit as a, quote, measure to protect their copyrights, <laughs> end quote. However, the letter of withdrawal, with, hang on, let me, let me do that again. Yeah. However, the letter of withdrawal was submitted to Epic's attorney, uh, attorneys last Monday, reports Bloomberg, thus closing the complaint once and for all. No comment was provided as to whether the two parties settled privately. Now, here's some fun facts for you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Both Epic and PUBG Corp are owned by Tencent Holdings LTD. Mm-hmm. It's a Chinese investment investment conglomerate that also, fun fact, owns Riot Games. <laughs> Better yet. PUBG itself utilizes the Unreal Engine, a uh, technology that happens to be proprietary to Epic Games. Mm. Almost on loan, if you will. Interesting. <laughs> yes. So that kind of complicates the situations, too. And I wonder if that... Makes me wonder a- if anything happened. Yeah, that, may- that makes me wonder if it played a part in that, where somebody stepped in and was like, you both technically are under our roof. Yeah. You need to stop fighting. Yeah. You know? Whatever squabbles you have doesn't matter i've got some questions for you and i want to get your i want to get your wholehearted industry opinion as a business analyst sure um what was the goal here like what did they want in the end what did PUBG corp want from epic did they want them to just be like hey 
rip this mode out of the game. Mm-hmm. Hey, fucking stop making this game. Or hey, we want a big ol' cash payout for you to use uh, apparently a genre. We have patented this genre. I don't have. It's <laughs> not true. Actually, they fucking have it. And I'm gonna do a yeah. small side track here. Uh, Go ahead. Battle Royale modes have been in games fucking forever. Fucking forever, man. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. At least since uh-huh. at least since we talked about uh, the early 2000s, late 90s with some of my favorite wrestling games. I mean, okay. Like WrestleMania. I, I the, so the, so the, the sort the, of like... The phrase has been thrown around, but yeah. not necessarily the idea of like well, 100 man matches that are in this big open space that... It's because is, it wasn't able to be done. The maybe, concept of like... Rust was like closer to that. Yeah, so the concept of, say, 20 plus characters in an arena and the elimination-based process <laughs> happening, that's been present in games. The code or the capability of machines haven't been available oh, until yeah. more recently. So with this, I gotta wonder... If it's maybe uh, PUBG, maybe they're kind of pissed that uh, Fortnite stole their spotlight a little bit. Um, I don't know if there has been like player disengagement or I don't have access to those sort of numbers, but I'd be interested to see uh, the, the player engagement over the time that Fortnite came out against PUBG and see if there's any effect there. But Okay, I looked up Wikipedia, mm-hmm. Battle Royale games. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, this is the history, mm-hmm. formulative elements of the battle royale genre had existed before 2012 well before well before okay they just popularized it then and they had such critical and commercial Mm -hmm. success with it yes um and like i like i just said uh just a second ago like i think maybe PUBG is looking at fortnite and like okay you guys stole our spotlight you know you're becoming more popular for what they have certainly usurped them and i I think uh because of epic's kind of long-standing uh footprint in the industry they know how to support a game and uh you know they did paragon beforehand oh yeah i was just gonna and ask they had to shutter done. that one but they at least were like fucking supporting it pretty well and yeah like, i think they applied that theory to this being a service game whereas mm-hmm. PUBG has kind of struggled with that uh i think um uh greg miller was discussing it on uh the the games daily mm-hmm. and just kind of like well you know when they would do releases like they released a one new map yeah and it was like nobody really liked it and that they they weren't doing like uh, cross-platform updates they were mm-hmm. doing pc and then the xbox edition wouldn't get a fucking update but like they just yeah. weren't you know flexing there was the a way, disconnect right they weren't flexing the way that a publisher or studio that has had their neck in the game for a while would you mm-hmm. know so epics was epic was doing that with fortnite and obviously it hits a bigger thing it hit, it hits a bigger market because it has that cartoony style it's not needlessly bloody mm-hmm. it, it is absolutely free as we discovered, it's very easy to jump in with your friends. Like yeah. it's just like one button, and you're like, "Oh, hey, there you are." Yeah, it's fucking. So for a game that like we didn't know shit about months ago, and even like days ago, we still right. didn't really know what's happening. We we're like, "All right, we'll download it. We'll figure out what it's about." It is extremely accessible, and I think it just—I don't Seriously. know if it's because it, it's trying to hit a large demographic of players from like younger ages to adult years or whatever. But like, it's so easy to just like using Sony or Microsoft or the Switches game chat and game features to just jump into a game and go with it um well not just that the fucking matchmaking is just like boom it's super quick yeah um we're gonna talk more about our our foray into fortnite in a hey, second oh, but our first foray my thing stay is stay tuned my thing is you gotta it, say stay tuned the battle no stop that okay battle royale mode is the only free mode currently available in fortnite 
So they take that away based off these litigations or whatever fucking PUBG is trying to come at them with, and they don't have a game. <laughs> they have a, what, a $60 PVE mode that's right. not even available. Save the World, yeah. uh, which they've even said, like, uh, you can wait for this because it's going to be free in 2018. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that, like, their version of a Patreon? Like, I don't <laughs> I mean, I know you get extra perks with it and shit, but, like, to go after that one mode, which, like, seemed pretty neat when I played it. Um but I hear it's like still not fleshed out, it's yeah. still not there, so it's definitely not worth the pay gate. <clears throat> I, think, I wonder about that. I think they're in the initial boat that uh, Player Unknown was with with PUBG, where it's like, okay, it's a free to play game. They're getting their money and their assets to continue support for it through free cosmetics and whatever is offered in the game. And mm. this this game came a long way really fast. It's already cross platform, where PUBG struggled with that for a year, like you said. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that success made them worry a little bit, and they wanted some credit as like you know. As that happens a lot in different industries, and I think it's it's shitty. Like whatever, why can't two different battle royale games exist in the same play space? Like, oh, there's so many different online shooters. Are you gonna call out one for mocking or uh, cloning the other? No, they're different. You know, it's funny though. Like to to put it in perspective, like lawsuits and clapbacks like this like mm-hmm. happen all the time a in lot. the business world. It's just the fact that not v- very few products that are, yeah. we're talking about have as much of a ardent following as gaming does so you know even like this because like i think it's actually like the south korean division of either epic or Mm. whatever was like filed this lawsuit and it's like that wouldn't that's not even it might even not be news unless it was like oh we're talking about fortnite battle royale or unless we subscribe to like business insider or some shit like that like it's it wouldn't be news if it weren't a video game which is funny but yeah no that's it's interesting too um i don't know i think if anything any studio has any sort of rights or litigations against them fucking blizzard because like some of those characters look straight ripped from overwatch (laughs) so yeah uh, I think it's got a good sound. Yeah. But do you want to talk about our time with it or do you want to wait for that? We're going to wait for that, sir, because okay. I have more. We're going to circle back okay. to Fortnite. Sick. Just like Sharky would if Jeff just got off the fucking. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. I'm not okay. Gonna... It's fine. I'm pretty mad about that one. Number four on this list, Daniel. <laughs> this one's actually really interesting, and I want to I want to dive deep with you. Okay. okay? Real deep. A little, a little deeper than you may be used to. But I want you to turn back. Listen, I dumpster dive, so that's pretty shallow in comparison to the diving you want to happen here. So. What do you mean you dumpster dive? Don't like, worry about where, it, man. Where'd you get this bed? It's <laughs> <laughs> brand new bed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just kicking around uh, outside of Ikea. I thought I smelled something. I just thought it was the litter. Yeah. Hmm, no. Interesting. Okay. So, rumors have been surfacing for a while now surrounding Google and their plans to step into the beloved realm of video games. As Kotaku's Jason Schreier reports... Details are incredibly nonspecific, but murmuring suggests the tech giant is interested in launching hardware centered on streaming titles and that they intend to aggressively onboard game developers, either by recruitment or through outright acquisitions. Oh, shit. As Schreier points out, this wouldn't mark the first occasion Google has ogled the gaming space. In 2014, the company was eyeballing Twitch before Amazon dunked on them for that purchase. And there was once talk Google wanted to bring an Android-based console to the table, but that never came to fruition. But during March's Game Developers Conference, reps from the company reportedly met with several gaming bigwigs to discuss its own streaming platform, codenamed Yeti. Further closed-door meetings commenced at E3, where Google showed its teeth. The company wasn't just trying to lure developers toward the Yeti. 
They wanted to buy entire studios. Shit. Streaming platforms are not a new concept. Kotaku mentions OnLive, for instance, which, quote, failed because of lag and video compression that reduced quality, end quote. Another percolating but unsubstantiated rumor tossed around is full integration with a little Google subsidiary called YouTube. Schreier imagines a scenario where players run into a difficult boss, say some sort of aberration that Hideki Miyazaki dreamed up, and just can't land the finishing blow. Rather than scramble for your phone or laptop, you could, quote, press a button to activate an overlay on your screen that cues up a YouTube walkthrough of the game you're playing, end quote. Whatever the Yeti turns out to be, if it is to be at all, the times we live in seem to affirm that Google is looking in the right direction. Major publishers like Microsoft and Sony are investing heavily into their own streaming solutions every day. Physical software like Blu-ray discs are becoming outmoded in favor of on-demand digital. With everyone driving toward a stream-only future, it's no longer a question about who gets there first. It's about who gets it right. Hmm. So, I think this is fascinating it's very interesting and there was another point that was made that this is a three-prong approach for google yeah oh so you read the article yeah i did i did so it was supposed to be uh three prongs are i guess hardware software and streaming those are how they're trying to approach it so it's not only going to be a streaming only platform there might be a console downline well right there might be hardware but it might not be dependent on physical software like discs and exactly it might be like so perfect point that jason said that like this idea is being met with a lot of skepticism because nobody feels that we're quite there yet when it Mm. comes to uh the 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 lag input and shit like that yeah you know or uh, just the barrier of play is a good connection Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know not everybody has that quite yet so to have a platform that's dependent on that that's why no one's really you know stuck their neck out in that way but they do have these kind of like look look at playstation with their uh, playstation now service and xbox has been been doing their integration too you know it was playstation now largely successful though I really don't know yeah. the numbers behind that, but I do know. I feel like we're not even talking about it. That we we are not talking about it, but did it, it did have a little interesting caveat uh, the other week. Uh, they're they're actually in beta or testing for letting you actually download those streamable games. Okay, so that would be like the next push for that service. Interesting. Um, as far as Google goes, uh, it has been mentioned in the industry at large, the tech industry, that they have a poor habit of not, uh, I guess, finishing the, their dessert. Gotcha. So they put, they start a project and then put some effort into it and just kind of, you know, flounder with it. And that that's happened. Uh, we, you know, there, there's a lot of false starts with uh, the company, unfortunately, yeah. because maybe they don't have the exact know-how of how to do this. And to be perfectly honest, Amazon also struggled with that too with their own game studio. They mm. have they've not. Uh, officially launched a game they actually uh canceled the only game that they intended to do which oh, was really? some sort of like um sports brawler or some shit like that a sports game of some sort interesting yeah yeah yeah. so, so uh, as much as they actually cherry picked mm-hmm. uh people from the gaming industry to be uh you know on board yeah. with them like they just it's it's hard to lift this off when it's a company to kind of diving into a field that they you know haven't been a part of to it's begin true. with i think they have like the tech and the resources for mm-hmm. sure but they do need that sort they of got the money they got the money saying. and that's more than a lot of these companies have right. so this sort of aggressive onboarding approach that they're taking we're going to other companies and basically making people be a part of their team to make this product like that's going to play in their hand helpful because they have the technology to make a good console or whatever it's going to be uh they have streaming capabilities if they went ahead and partnered hard with twitch shit like it'd be game over so like in business <laughs> dude they tell you uh stick to what you know 
know. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that you need that you don't know, you find someone that does. Exactly. You don't try to half-ass it. So yeah. for Google to be like, we don't just kind of want to like partner with you. We want you. Yeah. We want you to have that stake and like, in this platform. That's an interesting approach, and I think that's an approach I almost agree with. Yeah, it's like, I do too. Get somebody that fucking knows what they're talking about there, and knows what they're doing. There's so many great minds, creatives, coders, and people that work at Google. There's some of the smartest right. fucking people on this planet. And like to have their minds coming together towards an industry that we love, and some of that tech you're talking about, like that YouTube overlay of like, yeah, that's so cool. We haven't seen that shit before. Now, to be fair, though, but... <laughs> like th- this this is a healthy thing this is a healthy thing for a competitor to come in and say i want to try something different mm-hmm. you know or i want to try something that you've all almost got to but i want to do it better that i i don't think that's a problem for me though personally it's like i would like to see like you know this kind of integration on my playstation and shit you know what i'm talking about like yeah. make, make make my twitch experience like they're almost there with it but make it like much more integrated much yeah. more user-friendly to do things natively through my console so like that youtube stuff yeah that would be dope if like that would be like that would almost seems like, like an xbox initiative i'm surprised they haven't done something similar because they do a lot of screen and screen they uh, do. action on the xbox i feel like we're one console generation away from it um interesting point uh it was i think on kind of funny games daily Mm. yesterday it might have been thursday or friday of this week um somebody was somebody wrote in uh about the state of like what the ps5 would be and they speculated that it would be streaming only no physical media nothing like that just hard streaming and that's hard streaming andrew (laughs) renee leaned into that save room is hard hard streaming streaming. in your closed circuited worlds um andrew and i had like a really great response to it i was talking about um well first Mm. globally not everybody has the same sort of like internet capabilities or you know access to being able to stream i always make that argument so i feel like physical media and consoles that'll be a thing for at least like another few generations until we figure out this if sony can't figure out how to stream games seamlessly with now like it's going to take Google some time to figure it out. Mm. Um, Perhaps. Yeah. I, I think like we're, we're at least like 10 years away from losing all that sort of physical media. But it, she said it I, is. Actually, I would, I, would, <laughs> I would lower that estimate. I would say about five years for sure. Technology moves fast, man. Dude, people okay. adopt things pretty quickly when it, when it hits, when yeah. it lands for them, you know? So I would say. So let's, let's break this down. The PS3 got 10 years of life because of a recession, right? Correct. That landed a long time, longer than most consoles do. Correct, the correct. PS4 has been around since what, 2012, 2013? Uh, 2013, yeah. So that's what, five five to seven years of a console's lifespan right there. So I, I would give, the it, average, I would the give it five to 10 years before we see any sort of big jump like that. I, I, me, in my mind, at least 10. Because um, you're yeah. right, technology does move fast, but like there's still a market for this. I know a lot of the sales these days show that a lot of people buy their shit digitally, but like, but ima- they're buying it on consoles. They're buying it, you know. But like, imagine if like Microsoft or Sony like fucking came out on stage next year in E3 and was just like, "By the way, so uh, we don't mean to scare you, but the next console that we're gonna release is not gonna have discs." And everyone would be like, "What the fuck?" And like, he's like, "Wait, wait, 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 though." And like on stage shows, this is how fast it is mm-hmm. to download a game. Presses one button, two seconds later, it's like already in your hard drive. Like that would be the way where everyone would be like, "Shut the fuck up," and be like, "Okay, yeah, man, you got yeah." That's awesome, <laughs> but how accessible is it? You know? Yeah, yeah. The thing yeah, about like fair. console space is like, okay, a system like the Switch, three hundred dollars, like just base system, like. Gaming is super affordable, more than it's ever been. This technology is like it's compelling, it's awesome, but it's super expensive as it stands. So like we're looking at I don't know five hundred to thousand dollar machines or whatever these things might be. Like uh, 
So I think if they can make it affordable, and I certainly don't think I don't think well, we're going to hit that threshold anymore. I think that uh, consistently with this generation across the board, well, <laughs> bar the exception of Xbox toward the beginning, mm. uh, I think there is a set kind of standard where it's like four to five hundred yeah. is acceptable for a console. So get it there. It needs to be there. Right, get it there, because that's what's going to actually push those bad boys. My thing is, and she said this very well as well, as well and Andrew Renee, she was like, why do I need another console uh, cluttering my space? I already have my, my Nintendo, I have my Microsoft, I have my Sony. Like, I need a really compelling reason to go that way, and I feel the same way with this. If they could get interesting IP, uh, good properties, good games, maybe it might be a reason. Um, but if they're... <clears throat> Not uh, exclusive say, if they're cross-platform, then I might be like, oh, look to Sony first and then see how this thing plays I'm out. I'm going to say I, I mirror that mindset that Renee has where it's like, well, these guys have been in the game for this long and I've already adopted them into my my space. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how much you, again, you would have to wow the fuck out of me uh, for me to adopt another console into into this family. Yeah. You understand me? I'm not saying it's not exciting. It is. It's compelling. I'd be, I'm going to watch for a little feed. bit, though. A lot yeah. of mouths to feed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're hungry for discs. <laughs> <laughs> They're hungry for those Detroits. Fuck. Maybe humans. Anyway. I didn't even get that physical. You didn't get that physical? No, I got that digital. Oh, Jesus, dude. It's already happened. <coughs> Google's winning. <laughs> now, I... Again, like, you, you have to do that stage demo where it's like here's our compelling reason and it fucking does something amazing mm-hmm. you know where it's like one button download that fucking yeah dirty on your, that'd be crazy on your system or <laughs> oh we cured the common cold <laughs> that would be the other thing to get me to buy it <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna leave that we'll see we'll see how that one feels <laughs> <laughs> please leave that. any any closing thoughts on this or i was my closing thought okay cool <laughs> thank you though yeah um so the next thing i got in here is more of a loose uh topic something okay. that we haven't discussed this was this came up at e3 especially mm-hmm. um but i didn't want to cloud it too much in that episode because mm. we had a lot of ground to cover i think we talked about it beforehand and mentioned wanting to yeah, bring did. it up and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. just didn't because like it was that episode was already two and a half hours as it is so, so Safe roommates, we're going to talk about this Fortnite account locking situation that's going on with uh, the PlayStation 4. The essential breakdown is that Sony is blocking progression sync and crossplay between PS4 with Switch or Xbox One, and it gets a little more complicated. It's not, it's not just an argument about like, oh, they're not allowing allowing crossplay, which is like, okay, that's one argument. The yeah. other thing is that. And before you go into that, my initial problem with it was, why is this a big thing? These are free games. What does it matter if you can't crossplay it? I guess there is some cool like thoughts to be like, oh, if I bought cosmetics and shit, yeah, that'd be awesome for it to go over. To answer to that other... question, what does it matter? And it, it, it's very simply, and I hate that this is the answer, is mm-hmm. that, well, others are doing it, mm-hmm. and that means a standard has been set. And when somebody says, like, oh, we're not going to do that, and everyone else in yeah. the playground is doing it, it raises... Negative questions. Very, very simply. Are other companies doing it with free games, though? Like, the base Battle Royale mode is free. If you don't want to do anything else with that, that's all that is to offer. So, like, do they have to make that crossplay? I think that, no, I think that's very salient. It's just like, well, they're already giving you something like that. But I think on the flip side of that, it is if other companies show that willingness and that kind of uh, very forward-thinking methodology. Yeah. 
well, why not? Why isn't why aren't the company that we're discussing? Why aren't they doing it? Like, what yeah. are their reasons? And then they like honestly, every time that Sony has been backed into a wall, I got a few pull quotes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, their response has been like, well, f- fucking, we're looking into it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Delayed in response. They're very, very uh, being very bullish about this. Mm-hmm. So I want to get some details in here um, about the account locking, though. About the account, they're very, very bullish about the account lock. Okay. So here, here is what it is. Uh, you cannot use your Epic Games account on the Switch or Xbox if you already activated on the PS4. <laughs> That's a big problem. And everyone noticed when uh, it was announced at E3 that, hey, by the way, Fortnite is on the Switch right the Free. fuck now. Yeah. And people went to go try that already had an account, and they're like, what? they're being met with this error that says, yeah, you, we have no capability of changing this. You need to make a new account for this console. And that's pissing people off because people spent a lot of money into their cosmetics because that's yeah. the nature of it. It is a kind of a premium or a freemium game. It's mm-hmm. a free game, but there's uh, you know, a lot of emotes and, and costumes and shit that yeah. people are really digging on and uh, ways to express themselves <coughs> within this virtual world. So... I have uh, a few quotes to give you right here. Apparently, uh, our boy, Reggie Fils-Aimé, uh <laughs> spoke to IGN because he was asked about it. And he was like, well, you know, like, what do you what do you think about this situation? Because obviously it's something that Nintendo is allowing and thinks that's okay. And that is everyone's been pointing out in the industry mm-hmm. that is fucking astounding that Nintendo would relent to, to this crossplay yeah. future. But they're just like, you know what? We just, we like joy. <laughs> we like joy. And I think they're trying yeah. to hit a really big commercial and critical stride with the switch so it makes sense if they're going to be using it as like a huge online platform like yeah they should do right so reggie fils said uh what competitors do is their decision to make (laughs) (laughs) we believe being both developer forward and fan forward is in the best interest of the game Hmm. end quote uh yeah and that just just that statement alone is just like so why doesn't sony believe in that (laughs) <laughs> which is a rough thing so some have speculated uh, as to the nature of it where it's part of it is like okay what if they buy cos- cosmetics on the xbox platform mm-hmm. and you know at least 30 percent of that purchase goes toward xbox and then they jump onto the playstation and they're just you know having these xbox cosmetics xbox funded cosmetics running around in their play space mm-hmm. and it's like you know but that doesn't quite make sense because they're sony is allowing crossplay with pc so it doesn't seem like it's that so what's going on <laughs> what what the fuck is happening where they're doing this account locking thing for the consoles? That and shit's crazy. Are they just really that? Okay, so you don't want to say tone deaf. <laughs> what's really sad? I think they, I tweeted this out. Uh, by the way, at Save Room Show, nice plug. Uh, <laughs> you just fucking high five yourself. <laughs> nice, plug. like I didn't do that. That was all you. <laughs> hey man, if you don't do it to yourself, no one's gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I said. Oh, fuck. He, he derailed me. What was my point? <laughs> the, the at save room, the tweet you made about account uh, locking. Uh, I, I forgot it. I gave you everything. You gave me everything. <laughs> I gave you everything you needed there. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to move on to the quote. Yeah. Sean Layden uh, had a weak-ass response to the poor feedback that he was getting. Uh, actually, Eurogamer asked him about it. and uh, Because previously, Sony's stance on it was like, well, we already allow you to play with 80 million other players on our platform and across like Mac and PC. Yeah. So what more do you want? We already mm-hmm. created this community for you. It was like essentially their statement. And <laughs> it was not the best thing to say. Because people are like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like Greg Miller, for instance, has already stated multiple times on his show mm-hmm. that he's like, well, you know, 
fuck it. The my Switch account, that's my primary Epic account, and my throwaway account is the one on the PlayStation because honestly, all of my friends are playing on the Switch, and the Switch allows me to play with Xbox. Fuck you. Like that. That's a stance on it. Interesting. And he, Greg Miller, not to you know throw any shade. Uh, he's definitely on board the Sony Pony with with the rest of us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's a that's a mighty statement to level at a at a brand that he is basically you know the living embodiment of. <laughs> yeah, that's you fair. know what I'm saying. Walking back to it. This is what he said to the poor feedback. He said, this, uh, "You're a gamer." Quote: We're hearing it. <laughs> We're looking at a lot of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that the circumstance around that affect a lot more than just one game. I'm confident we'll get to a solution which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community while at the same time supporting our business. Now, let me tell you, again, I have a cursory understanding of of business (laughs) Uh, as working for a corporation myself. Yeah. Um, There's very likely just one executive just fucking being like, I don't don't understand what people are bitching about and just waiting for this to blow over. Yeah. He was like, no. Like somebody who drew a line in the sand was like... I don't want to go that way. Why Why support yeah. our competitors? You know, like for him, it's just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. On paper, the date, like maybe he's looking at numbers, just like none of this makes sense, but it's not about it making sense. It's about honestly servicing the community because the community said, well, a standard was already set for the nature of crossplay, for mm-hmm. the nature of how our accounts are going to be shared across this. Even Ep- Epic has gone on and on about like, we've talked to Sony and has, has implied that it's Sony who's the blocker, yeah. the blocker in this situation. And they're like, we would love this, you know, to be perfectly unified with Fortnite. In fact, that's like, it's already that's happening. Goal. Yeah. It's already happening across certain consoles. It's just, you know, it's a shame that, uh, this 80, 80 million fan base <laughs> is not being serviced uh, uh, because of Sony. It's interesting. Cause in the past, like we always were on that Sony horse and I think Pony. they deliver very, um, What's the word I should say? They deliver on their software front and a lot of their properties, but a lot of what they do could be perceived as tone deaf or not consumer friendly. And For like sure. after a point, like I, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's like higher ups or Shuhei himself, but like I feel like there's this disconnect uh, to where they really want to keep it all in house and on brand. And I, I we've seen like really minute crossplay with games with the PS4, but like Street Fighter with the PC and uh, PS4. Yeah, so we've seen a little glimpses of it like here and there, but we've seen Sony like do things like that, like uh, Skyrim the remaster can't have mod support or i think right, i think right, it was right, right. Uh, skyrim and fallout 4 uh couldn't have mod support they were really stodge against that and then they fucking bent to that will uh account locking not being able to change your fucking ps handle like all this stuff like they do stuff that like i don't know i think maybe they don't think about it maybe they don't care it doesn't serve their greater image you know but you got to realize when the community's screaming about these things and like they're upset and they're threatening to jump base like what they may or may not i don't know it doesn't really matter but they should listen to that and, and heed it. Well, as as a former negotiator in hostage situations, mm-hmm. I will say that I I do not respond to threats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> you threaten to jump ship. I hope you can swim. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been great in that movie, uh, Phone Booth. <laughs> no, that's besides the point. No, I, I do want to make one point. It feels like some of the what's really interesting about this scenario is that some of the goodwill that sony fostered at the beginning of the ps4's life cycle Mm -hmm. with especially during the announcement period where they're just like here's how you share games between consoles and really just uh kicked up some dirt in xbox's face because they're having that always on the no sharing debate going on around the same period yeah they they really 
pose themselves as a fan forward company and they're mm-hmm. like hey we learned from the mistakes of the ps3 era we're here for you we're yeah. here for games and then it's like now we get to the or- like end of the generation after they had such a massively successful streak that they're what is it that is it getting to their head again because if you remember back in the PS3 days, they were just like, uh, the, some of the quotes that were coming around, the $600 price tag on that console Yeah, was that, hey, you know what? Uh, if our fans are uh, big enough fans, they might get a second job to afford such a thing. Yeah, they might and buy it. They said that. They fucking said that. I remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget, sir. That's fucking it wild. It hurts. Me and Jim Sterling will never forget that. Oh, he never forgets a burn. So I feel like they definitely worked in a very positive way forward with the beginning of the PS4, mm-hmm. and they kind of kept that momentum. And then now, for some reason, they're tripping themselves up, and it's not like somebody else is externally doing this to them. They're doing it to themselves. Well- it makes me wonder, like, I'm sure they're hearing it, but maybe their head's in another direction. Maybe, like, it's not so much, like, hubris at this point or being like, well, we served you guys in the beginning, so now we don't quite have to. Maybe it's just their head is looking at the next generation of Sony platform. Maybe they're looking at the PS5, and maybe they're thinking about doing it hard there. Maybe here it's just like, well, this is what we have for the PS4. Maybe down the line we'll have, like, what you need. If It, it really is just a purposeful choice here. Because, like, and I, again, I don't want to play the argument because I'm sure there's a lot of logistical problems there. You know, a lot of technical yeah, problems to make this. Like, it's not just like flipping a switch. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still, if the other companies can manage it and feel that it's not a risky proposition for yeah. them, why is it for Sony? Why is it for one one apple out of the bunches bunches of oranges? You know what I'm saying? My thing too, it's like it's not even like an instance of like Sony having to cross play one of their games. It's literally like this third party game that is free to play that, that like, they have no ownership over. No ownership over right, right, right. at all. That it really doesn't affect them. It's just the image of having it in their console. And at this point, if like it's one of the most widely played games, most widely streamed games, that'll look like a hit if you decide to fucking do it. I will say, well, <clears throat> going off my previous statement that they have no ownership over epic games or that game it is their platform it's a privately owned platform it is their baby they can do what they will and what they want i in that i totally respect that but that does not mean that they are immune to criticism i have criticism about that as as they have been hearing and apparently i you know of course i am not alone yeah just fucking look up Fortnite on on twitter and it's god that hashtag must be fucking crazy yeah yeah and also to to kind of push that level of negativity towards something that has been celebrated in the gaming space for a little while now that's really bringing it it's an it's another cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. to use you know great headline words but that's kind of what's happening man it is very reminiscent of pokemon go where people were just like on board it together just like yo we all love this you know that's still like a widely played game like two years later so we have this kind of um uh i would say very positive positive groundswell going Mm -hmm. use that word every episode groundswell don't know why do you i really don't like to think about the ground swelling (laughs) that's fair it's a very stephen king notion but I mean, we, you've seen a lot of Tremors movies. You know what that's about. Grab <laughs> <laughs> <Rebel> it. <laughs> but I just feel like to have Sony look like the Scrooge in the situation is just, it's a poor look there, you know? But do what you will. It's a poor look, Sony. That's all I got to say for you. We'll see what they do. They might recover from it within the next few months. They might concede or they might not. And Is it damage done, though? Yeah. I think it's damage done. Yeah. I think for somebody like me, uh, who only recently played Fortnite last night, last I, night. it doesn't burn <laughs> me at all. And I'm just like, okay, like, 
Crossplay is cool, but I'm still going to Sony for these reasons, sure. A through Z, and the crossplay argument isn't really one that affects me. I, I'm not so <laughs> invested in the game that I, I think it's like, if I wanted to get it on the Switch, I would, of course, make another yeah. account just to play it on the Switch. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm used, I'm used to that yeah. idea of uh, playing games again on another console, but I understand that progression is such an integral part of the, the mechanics of that game that that fucking sucks. It does, especially, like, I heard people have been spending, like, hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars on Cosmetics, and, like, to lose that, that that's... Once I heard that argument of the account locking and all that, I'm like, yeah, that actually blows because you're spending like a hundred times what this game is currently worth and doing that. What's funny is that um, people like to say, especially in gaming, that uh, talk with your money. Yeah. Uh, but in this scenario, it seems like the publisher is telling us how to use our money, Yeah. which is to say that if they don't want my well-earned spend money on pc or xbox to to infect their zone that 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 to me that's like they're just telling yeah. me oh yeah no we we get a say in how you spend like fuck you that's what that is yeah i mean it is a big I know fuck that, you that, that's that's a far-fetched argument no 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 i mean to an extent <laughs> it is a big fuck so. you but it's a big fuck you you know also like i don't know what's going on i don't know how easy it is to make things crossplay. I, I don't i don't understand all of that stuff so maybe there's a lot we don't get to it but if it is as easy as like being able to have it on your playstation and your phone your pc why not bridge the gap to those other companies but it might be branding it might be imaging i don't know what it is perhaps and mm-hmm. i we Sony is very protective of their their image yeah. for, for a company that is that puts themselves out there in very specific scenarios. Like I think E three uh, especially was kind of mm. like this is maybe not the right thing, but it's interesting. Your ad hoc conference, but uh, <clears throat> just as an example, but they are very 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 image conscious. Conscious. I gotta wonder <clears throat> since I don't I I think about it here and there. It's something that's always got to be present. The Western market for Sony versus the Eastern market, and I gotta wonder if a lot of this shit just doesn't affect the Eastern market at all. And like maybe crossplay isn't that thing out there, you know? I don't know. I don't know how much uh, the global thing. But I mean, regardless of whether it's a a regional issue for yeah, whoever's this is the making American. this decision, it no transcending that. Oh. This game is making. So many waves, so much yeah, money, and having su- such a concurrent uh, player base that it's like it does not matter. I would fucking I would relent to that audience to be a part of that. That's fair. As a business, for me, I'd be like, no, 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 fuck yeah, I'm gonna speak the language of this community. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. You know, to be the the anthropologist staring in. And in fact, that leads us perfectly into this, where we were strangers in a strange land last night let us move from these negative talks sony fix fix your shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> lady lady get get the fucking together. get it all together in a bag sony and get your shit together that, that's our ending yeah. right there but we got we got 15 minutes we got 15 here minutes we we got to move on for the first time last night me and daniel engaged in fortnite battle royale after so long ignoring such i think it was just so long ignoring battle royales in general because we, we didn't jump on PUBG together no so no, i don't know what it was that got well, us we didn't get that. an opportunity because that only came out on xbox you don't oh, have an xbox that's true right? yeah, yeah it's yeah. not on ps4 yet that's fair although they said it was, it was supposed to maybe down the line i don't know i have no words for it and i don't care yeah. we're talking about fortnite motherfucker let's talk about this fucking game fortnite. a lot of fun actually actually wasn't expecting it to be as much fun as there it was. was that <laughs> there was that natural reluctance that yeah. i think we both had because yeah. that that comes with people like when people harp on something so huge and fucking like you know kind of gas up a thing like it makes me a little sus like this can't you know be as saying? good as people are saying it is yeah but then like we got into a few matches and of course we got decimated and destroyed but then like when we kind of came to a, a, an agreement then, and when we drop out of that magical blue bus um <laughs> that we should drop together and just kind of do our own thing yeah avoid people for a little while 
get a lay of the land. Yeah. And what happened was kind of kind of special between me and you, Daniel. It was pretty great, actually. It was pretty great. We've... When we got into the building, dude. Yeah. When we actually, because I was just like, what the fuck? I can, I can make like fences. What does that mean to me? And when you actually start messing with ramps, though, and making towers... And then quickly doing it, like like I, I was like a baby gazelle, just like you know putting one construct and waiting it for it to be done. But yeah. no, you can jump on top of it and immediately start the so next one. Here's where this anthropological study comes in. Yeah, we we don't have much fucking hands on this game. We don't know it. So a lot of my play came from watching because you said we did a lot together. We also kind of followed. Um, teams because you drop in with like a team of four we were interested um we were watching what they were doing and then seeing enemies on the fly like build shows like how do they do that and then i slowly (laughs) realized okay like i don't have to hold this button to build the whole time i could just lay it down build another one build another one build another right as long as i have the resources i can keep building and it was just so like crazy at a point where you had built we weren't even worried about the battle royale aspect. No. We were doing fucking home improvement. I got Fortnite so into style. that, dude. Just like making curvy ramps and then building like a little wall fort. So I was like, hey, nobody can see me. <laughs> and then like continuing to make like this this kind of escalator situation going up. I didn't know why. Yeah. I just I just followed my heart. But the crazy <laughs> the crazy thing about that is like you're like, yeah, I'm doing my own thing, but that own thing becomes noticed because we notice other players do that where it's like, okay, you get dropped in these areas. Oh, yeah. Where is everybody? That's Sometimes, why we can't have nice things. People get jealous. Right? It's a case study. It is a case study study. so that's how fortnite (laughs) society and real society mirror each other which which came first apple or the chicken don't know who knows (laughs) (laughs) they can fuck that one up no that was really good i like that a lot um i don't know it was it was wild to to play around with you said you played the night before you weren't super engaged with it i wasn't super engaged but when i actually was like communicating with somebody and like i was making remember i was making call outs where it was just like dude let's drop down here yeah (laughs) let's drop down here let's do this let's do this let's see what's going on let's go to the zigzag curse so let's go to that fucking uh (laughs) burger shop i think collectively we got like a good like maybe like five kills between each other where we actually did some work a so bit. but so, it was always scenarios where it's like all right i gunned down one guy because he wasn't paying attention and then his like eight homeboys just heard it happen <laughs> herded me up they heard it happen by the me. fucking ramp to heaven they're like yeah, what's dude, going on over people there we're listening for bullets because they hunger for it they hunger for that conflict the fucking bullet storm uh, uh, there's so much going on in this game there's creativity but there's conflict and war there's there's uh, different perspectives different uh everyone has their own motivations but for some reason they they perceive that other people pursuing their their singular motivations somehow infringes on their space right and so they come and they shoot you and they're wearing colorful clothing and neon <laughs> and they shoot you in the face a bunch some of them look like fucking uh genji some of them look like a chick named trixie i don't know i was tired of it at one point like because like when you shoot someone they just fall down and then you have to do like you know the double tap to get them gone gone because yeah. otherwise uh their teammate can revive them mm-hmm. although it takes forever to do that yeah it takes like 10 seconds to revive and right? in that moment like you're you're downed i went pickaxe on a dude that i downed i just like i felt like insane i felt like jack nicholson in the shining <laughs> <laughs> it was just like in this cartoonish game i was just slapping this dude's face knowing that it was an actual human watching me for like literally seven seconds yeah. smack him with a pickaxe and me watching you do it from the fixed camera perspective because i had died i'm like he's a madman right I, now i just gotta say like this game encapsulates chaos, but also fosters well-being and togetherness. I don't understand it. I need to continue my case study. Right. And I want to understand it more. We need to integrate ourselves into their kind of social cast, their mm-hmm. structure, to understand. I think we need to continue following our two teammates yes. and figuring out what their motivation adopt their dance moves adopt their building patterns right exactly become as they are yeah 
in order to become his gods. <laughs> God damn it. Because so, we will build a tower that everyone will see, but we will not fear. Because it will be a beacon of light and hope for those poor 100 idiots that were dropped out of a bus into a weird island. Babel Knight, we'll call it. That's ba- the Babel Tower Knight? of Babel Knight. Babel Knight. <laughs> Save Room Presents Babel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> So this game, for not knowing anything about it and having yeah. to learn a lot of it on the fly, it started to come easy. Like, we played for under two hours, and I think, like, the first game or two, I'm like, I don't really get this. It's cool. I'm intrigued. I don't feel like I'm effectively doing anything. And I think the rounds go quick enough to, like, between you being dropped and dying and being able to just jump out of the lobby and start right. a new game. Like, the ease of play there goes really fast. It's like, oh, we fucked that one up. Let's get into another one. Let's right. see what we can do better. Right, because, like, other <laughs> games would be like, no, no, no. You got to wait, like, yeah. two minutes for this to initialize and then you got to do some matchmaking for a while and then you got no, no, this game's like get the fuck back in there dude. yeah go fucking play you assholes <laughs> you assholes <laughs> but it's it's an interesting medley of like on the fly building a la like minecraft or sim city and then like the online gameplay in terms of like shooting and teamwork and the cartoony style it's just a cool melting pot of of styles and gameplay so strange and yeah. neat and it's so sp- i could see yeah, why people are talking about it's it it's very smooth too like it's very satisfying just to get your hands on that game i wish other third person shooters like felt like fortnite mm-hmm. like i don't know there's something that play feels pretty good in that game too. it Shit. does Damn, this game's growing on me, son. It's a little bit growing on me. I like the thing is, I don't see any long-term investment with it because, like, at the moment, it is free. There's only the one mode. I don't really care so much about like collecting like emotes and cosmetics. Like, it's, it's no, I don't care about that as much as just like being like, in like, it. dicking around. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like just a fun, goofy like horseplay time for us, right. like where we can decompress and not worry about. Yeah, like, dude, let's platinuming. do chill streams. That'll yeah. be our category: chill streams for Fortnite. Fortnite. We're just trying to build stuff, and oh, we got murdered. But that's <laughs> okay. Guess. Okay, we'll jump right back in. That's okay. Our death benefits him. <laughs> I. <coughs> we were doing pretty well after a while. Like I think at first our teams were ranking in like the twenties. Like oh, your team we were surviving like for a while just because we weren't like getting into the mix. No, and like yeah, we like kind of like isolated ourselves on like Leper Zigzag Island, learned the lay of that land, and then people saw us doing that. Like we need a part of that but it's just like as we went on as we learned the on the fly mechanics of like okay this is how you build faster this is how you fucking conserve ammo so you get the guns on the fly and even like pulling the mini map open and being like okay this is where we need to drop here's our beacon i know what i was gonna say i was thinking about it i i'm just so appreciative of experiences that as a 28 year old Mm -hmm. on this planet that can cut through my natural layer of cynicism that I just fuck, like, everything. Like, as soon as I hear somebody go, like, oh, Fortnite's pretty good, and I'm just like, fuck you, prove it to me. <laughs> if something yeah. could cut through that just so easily, like, like literally every match, I was enjoying myself more and more. Yeah, I love it when a game does that. It is not a surprise to me why this is hit. It's a free game. It allows, it, it fosters friendship. Uh, Mom's not going to get mad at 13-year-olds for playing it in front of, uh, you no. know, baby sis. It's not, like, super graphic or Yeah, gory. no one's eyeballs are flying out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah it, it's a neat game I, I i really want to go back but 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 i will say i'm not inclined to just jump in by myself i would very yeah. much like need to be like playing with friends yeah know? i want to build it up to where we might play with four people one day just to see how that feels because like we had this divide yeah. where it's like you and i communicating and i don't know if the other two people on our team are doing the same or if they're segmented we we were communicating just through gestures and like like 
you when you drop out of the the bus, I forget the name of it, party bus or kill bus or battle bus, battle bus, that's battle what it's bus. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you drop out of Miss Fizzle's battle bus, and you see all the players fly out of the fucking back end of that, but you see your team like via their <laughs> By name. By the way, that whole like event <laughs> is always fun. I never get sick of jumping like uh, jumping out of the the bus. It's wild. I think sometimes down. the uh, like the end stretch of like the parachuting animation goes a little too long like at that point like i'm like i want to be on the ground i want to be doing that's stuff. true that's people true. are seeing me land right now they know where i am, <laughs> know where I am. <laughs> um but you can see your players drop out and you can coordinate like hey let's go this way together um and it's kind of neat but otherwise like in the, initially we were just that's going wherever for it. it's just neat that's just neat it's just neat fort neat fort neat <laughs> i like it a lot is that my foot i'm smelling probably dude Oh, I'm so what sorry, happens dude. when you fucking wear the same clothes two days in a row? I gotta do some laundry. I can't this. smell you over here. You can't smell me over here? No. Let me get closer. Mm. It's time for the cuddles. You gotta go to work soon. I gotta go to work in like 12 minutes, but I th- I think it's this, good. We did a successful podcast, my dude. I think so. You think we uh, should uh, do some housekeeping right here? Housekeeping? Sure. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! Yeah. Also, if you guys are on PlayStation or locked on PlayStation with your account, uh, join us uh, at Daniel Nintendo <laughs> underscore at Kevin Apoc. Play some Fortnite with us. Well, that's our PSNs. You, that's what I'm saying. The ad is unnecessary uh, for whatever. PSNs. However, the at is very necessary for our Twitter dudes. Mm. Uh, we've been posting all of this real, real good, good. No, nah, it's bad content. But <laughs> come on, enjoy it. Yeah, love it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Save Room Show. Uh, and by the way, we also have Twitch streams independently. I am the Red Herb. Yeah, it's a Resident Evil reference. This whole fucking show is a Resident Evil Eat reference. It. Eat it, dude. Eat and that. And then herb. Daniel, you can find him at Dungeons and Daniels. Dungeons and Daniels. He does some neat streams. Kinda. He. They're kind of neat. They're kind of neat. He leaves the messages on on his screen. Yeah, I go back and forth. I, I did the full <laughs> screen approach. So I'm like, I can't see what people Just pop are saying. Pop open the laptop, dude. I, it doesn't work for me. We also got to get you a camera because people need to see how <laughs> handsome of a boy you are. Maybe I'll get more like viewer engagement if yeah. they could just see the beard. Honestly, yeah. True. Yeah, beards. Do it for or me. Or the cat. Like if I just have Clem framed every time, people will love it. Okay, so if you can somehow create like a trough with or like somehow ha- not a trough. I'm sorry, that's the wrong word. Some somehow like a medieval head locking device. A head locking device. What? Where the cat is hanging off of your beard while you stream. Oh. Like, people would always tune in, and you can fucking play whatever. You'd yeah. be like, oh, we're doing Final Fantasy IX. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and you don't even Clem's to... like fucking scratching at my body. <laughs> you I don't even it. have to talk during this stream. Like, she'll just be asleep. No, she doesn't have to attack you. Okay. She'll just be asleep, nuzzled underneath that scratchy, scratchy beard. Oh, is, is it like a container? Like, yeah. she's hanging down in like something that she could sit in? Like it's not her body suspended like a fucking. Yeah, I'm thinking of like some sort of strap, like okay. like or uh, what? What do you call those? Where the baby carriers for breastfeeding, the <laughs> mother nipple, mother nipple. That's what they call mother nipple. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've lost track of this uh, this podcast, but guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we appreciate your ears, and yes. we appreciate the rest of your body too we don't want to make it area specific. That's body weird. is a wonderland. We just appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> what is the old sign off remember to save your game yeah and as always remember to save your games yeah okay always remember to save your games bye guys see ya <laughs>